The Irish put on a nearly flawless performance in front of the college football world on Saturday, beating the Navy midshipmen 42-3 in Dublin. And I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but I literally could not have pictured a more perfect start to this season. You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to Locked On Irish, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Monday, August 28th, and I'm the host, Tyler Wojak. I'm a Notre Dame alum and producer covering college football for Fox Sports. And this episode of Locked On Irish is sponsored by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm not in my normal setup this time around. This podcast is coming to you live from a hotel in Galway, Ireland. I am sorry for the delay in getting this up. This might surprise you, but doing a podcast in a foreign country is pretty difficult, as a matter of fact. So I'm doing this. It's 6.33 p.m. Irish Standard Time, and I've been traveling around Ireland ever since the game happened, but I finally had a moment to sit down and do this podcast, and I've got some thoughts. I wanted to get this Navy recap up at some point, and I'll be honest, this episode is going to be a little bit shorter than normal because the Wi-Fi in my hotel is not great, and if the file is too big, then I literally can't post the podcast. So this is going to be kind of shorter than some of my normal episodes, but I just wanted to get my thoughts out there about the Navy game, and I'll just start by saying this. It was an absolutely perfect weekend in Dublin. I had so much fun at the game. The game itself, the performance by the Irish was incredible. It was everything that we really could have hoped for. And yeah, sure, there's some things that could have been better. Uh, Hartman had a really, really, really great game where there's some things that he could improve, yes. But I think picturing a perfect game is literally impossible, and it's unfair to even expect. But this was about as close to perfect as you could possibly get from start to finish for the Irish and for the entire fan base. The scene in Dublin was amazing. There were so many Notre Dame fans there. I got in on Thursday before the game, and by that point, there was already a ton of Notre Dame fans there. Friday and Saturday, it was like if St. Patrick's Day happened on back-to-back days, and then you got to throw in a Notre Dame football game in the middle of it. So just unbelievable performance by the Notre Dame fan base and everyone who traveled. I think I saw the number was 39,127, which is now a record for the most Americans to ever travel for a single sporting event. And I'd have to imagine that like at least 85% of those people were rooting for the Irish in that one. So... The lead-up to the game was great. The scene in Dublin, this is my first time in Dublin. The city was amazing. Once you got into Aviva Stadium, it literally felt like a Notre Dame home game. There were that many Irish fans packed in to watch the game. And from the first drive of the game for the Irish, you could tell that this offense was going to be humming. And it starts with Sam Hartman. Uh, I have this written down here that Sam Hartman is a stud. I was taking notes to do this pod on a bus ride back from the Cliffs of Moors. So I'll just kind of give you those notes and some of my thoughts here. But that's the first one. Sam Hartman, stud. We already knew that. Uh, But now the rest of the world knows it and knows that he can do it and do what he did at Wake Forest at Notre Dame. I think there was a lot of concerns from people in the national media and even some people in the Notre Dame fan base that they didn't know how 
Sam Hartman was going to adjust from running a slow mesh offense at Wake Forest, which led to a lot of success, and then translating that to Notre Dame, uh, where he's going to be running more of a pro-style traditional offense. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure that there was a learning curve for Sam. Marcus Freeman talked a little bit about it in his press conference today that specifically with his footwork, Sam had a lot of work to do to get used to one lining up under center, which is not something that he has done in a really, really long time. And he did quite a bit in that game Saturday. So he had to learn how to do that and just learn a different system. So I'm sure that there was a learning curve and I'm sure that he put in a lot of work over the last eight to nine months or so to get ready for Saturday, because from what we saw on Saturday, you would have no idea. Like if you showed that game to anyone and you said, could you believe that this guy was actually playing a much different offense before? There was certainly nothing on Saturday that indicated that at all because he looked unbelievable. He led the Irish down the first drive of the game for a touchdown and then Notre Dame scored on their first five possessions. And something I kept telling my dad during the game was it just seems so easy for him. Like everything is happening in slow motion. He's able to figure out what Navy is going to do pre-snap make an adjustment, and then make sure that everyone on the offense is where they need to be to take advantage of that defensive look. And he did it over and over and over again. And I get, let's get all the caveats about this being Navy out of the way. This could be a really bad Navy team. I don't know, to be honest with you, because whenever Notre Dame smacks them, I just and everyone else in the whole world assumes that they're bad. Something that I brought up was, what if you took that 2019 Navy team And you played them in the season opener and then Notre Dame dominated them like they did in that game. You would think, oh, this is a terrible Navy team. Well, that Navy team ended up winning 10 games. So how are we really going to tell from that game against Notre Dame how well they're going to look the rest of the season? I'm not really sure. Notre Dame dominated them so thoroughly, though, that I'm inclined to believe that they're going to be pretty bad. But I don't want that to take away from Sam Hartman, the offensive performance specifically, because he looked so good. Finished 19 to 23. Sure, there were a couple incompletions in one near interception, but his command of the offense, his command of really the Navy defense as well was so impressive and it was so refreshing to see as a Notre Dame fan because as high as I was on Sam Hartman and as high as my expectations were about him and what this offense could be with him under center until you actually see it live, like that moment when you see it happening for real. And this is, you know, I've been talking about Sam Hartman for what, 96 episodes now and about how good I think he could be at Notre Dame. When you actually see him do it, Wearing the blue and gold, that is a feeling that, frankly, I wasn't even ready for. I knew I was going to be excited to watch him play, but then watching him play like he did, it was just a really, really special moment. That was an unbelievable performance by him. Shout out to the Notre Dame wide receivers who stepped up and made plays. It was the most plays by Notre Dame wide receivers that we had seen in a long time. I thought it was pretty interesting that not only did tight end have a catch, they weren't even targeted at one point during the entire game. So you got to think that in the future, things are going to open up for them down the road. Maybe they're saving some stuff on offense. I'm not really sure. I don't know how much truth there is to that if teams really try to not show anything early on in the season. Maybe that'll be the case against Tennessee State, but I still think you want to get your guys' reps doing what you do best and figuring out your strengths and weaknesses on the offense. And right now, the Notre Dame passing game certainly looks like a strength. And it also helps that uh, Sam Hartman has a really, really good offensive line in front of him. This is a group that had extremely high expectations going into the season. They're going to be an early favorite for the Joe Moore Award. But I was pretty, I guess, cautiously optimistic about these first few games because, as I've said many times before in this podcast, that usually it takes the offensive line a few games to really get settled in, working all, all together as a unit there and operating. But that really wasn't the case at all in this game. Those 
Two guards getting their first starts in their college careers, Pat Coogan and Rocco Spindler, I thought played phenomenal. Um, you would have no idea that they've never started before. They were physical. The tackles were about as good as you'd expect. And then Zeke Corral in the center, he was doing everything right as well from the majority of that game. And despite the fact that he was playing with a sore ankle, or hurt ankle, I should say, I shouldn't just say sore, that would sort of diminish the pain that he's probably playing through. So Really impressed by the offensive line. They dominated that whole game. I think Sam Hartman might have only gotten hit twice in the entire game. So that's great because now every game I'm just going to be looking at Sam Hartman, like put him in bubble wrap, make sure that he doesn't ever get hit because we need him for the rest of the season. So that was great. We also got to see all five of the running backs get some serious looks in this one. And I know that running backs coach Dylan McCullough has said that he's got a five-headed monster. Part of me is like, okay, yeah, that's what he's supposed to say. He's the running backs coach. He's supposed to provide confidence for all the guys in the room. But then again, they all got touches in this game, and for the most part, I thought they all did really well. We finally got to see what Jadarian Price could do. He runs for a touchdown in his first ever carry. That was great. Aja Kesame led the team in rushing yards, which with another great performance by him, he also had a nice catch out of the backfield. He did have a fumble, though. And I'm not going to lie, that is becoming a bigger and bigger concern for me uh, as it relates to estimate. But I still thought he played really well, and hopefully he gets that fumble straightened out. But really, looking at the offense in Jared Parker's debut, I don't think it could have gone much better. They didn't have really any operational mistakes either. Sam Hartman had to call that one timeout before the snap. But overall, just great, great performance by that offense. And it was so fun, honestly, just watching the Irish put on a clinic on offense because we all know how much of a struggle it was at times last year. Not always. Sometimes the offense was really clicking like that Clemson game, but just the way that they were just moving the ball downfield throughout the game was so fun, and it was great to see a bunch of guys getting some looks. I haven't even mentioned Jaden Greathouse yet. Uh, two catches in his college debut. Just unbelievable, man. He The guy played eight snaps. Jane Greathouse was on the field for eight snaps. He had three catches and two touchdowns. That's one way to start your college career, and that's a pretty efficient start for the Irish. But it's time to get to the defensive love now, too, and that's coming up right after this. Now time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Sam Hartman has done for the Notre Dame football program, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They're full of flavor and well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Harmon had four touchdowns in his Notre Dame debut, which is a new record, by the way, which completely changed the outlook on Notre Dame season to some skeptics outside of the fan base. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Thanks again for joining me here on Locked On Irish. This is your reminder to subscribe to the show if you have not already. Now let's talk about that stellar performance from the Notre Dame defense on Saturday because it was awesome. Navy looked like they were moving the ball uh, at the beginning of the game, which is sort of what happens. Um, I know that Newberry and Grant Chestnut and the Navy team, they brought out some new looks early on in the game that Notre Dame had never practiced against, which is kind of a surprise because they looked at everything that he ran at Kennesaw State prior to his time at Navy, and still, they found a new wrinkle to throw out there, but then Al Golden and the Irish defense managed to make adjustments and dominate them for the rest of the game and look I want to shout out Maris Leofau at the start of this at, at the start of this because he really played the game of his life 
He's been criticized a lot by me, by other members of the Notre Dame media, and certainly by members of the Notre Dame fan base and on the message boards because of how he played last season. And I'm not saying that now all of a sudden that he's rid of all of those problems and all of those plays last season that he could have made and all the frustration that is built up. But you also have to give credit where credit is due. And Maris Leofau deserves a ton of credit for how he played on Saturday. He was all over the field. Like, I could not take my eyes off him in the crowd because he was running sideline to sideline, making plays, hitting people, and he was just all over the ball. It was unbelievable, but he wasn't the only good linebacker in that game. J.D. Bertrand played really well, and Jack Kaiser was basically playing, like, linebacker, safety, and he basically lined up as as a traditional cornerback at times out there. He played phenomenal as well. He led the game with eight tackles, and uh, I was just really, really impressed with how that linebacking core played. And I've obviously been pretty high on this group going into the season, and I understand that when you're playing Navy in that triple option, it's really hard to take away anything that the defense does in particular because, like, the Navy defense still runs a traditional defense. I think you can still learn a lot about the offense, but we have to understand here that Whatever Notre Dame was doing in preparation for this game is probably not going to be that applicable to much uh, to more games down the road here. But still, the things that do translate are flying to the football, tackling, being violent, and making plays. And I thought the Notre Dame linebackers did all that and more in the game on Saturday. So really impressed by them. That was great to see. I'm hopeful that this will give Marist and the rest of the linebackers some confidence that they can build on because Marist Leofile looked like the player that we thought he could be a couple years ago prior to his leg injury. The talk about him in that fall camp was that he could be not only the best linebacker, but potentially the best defender on the entire field. Last year, different situation for him. New defensive coordinator playing a position that maybe wasn't a natural fit for him. Now, maybe that's changed, and he looked really, really good on Saturday. So I'm hopeful that he's going to be able to carry that the rest of the season. Um, really, Al Golden did a fantastic job of adjusting. I've already mentioned it a little bit, how Navy came out with some different looks. They saw it. They drew it up on the sideline. They're like, okay, let's figure it out. And then they absolutely dominated them the rest of the game. I was so annoyed when uh, Newberry decided to kick that field goal at the end of the game uh, to rid Notre Dame of that shutout. Like, come on, dude. What? What does that do? Do you really feel better about yourselves that you lost 52-3 to instead of 52 to nothing? At least try and score a touchdown there. I know the comparison has been made already, but it really was just a Dino Babers move to try to not get shut out. Anyway, I thought that was really weak, but still, that doesn't take away from what that Notre Dame defense did on the field on Saturday. That was really, really good. Um, I thought the line played pretty well as as well. It looked like Riley Mills was getting double and triple teamed throughout the night, so he didn't really have a big game. But still, the fact that he had to absorb double teams consistently means that he was uh, a factor on the field and that he was taking away or taking some of the offensive guys out of the play because they had to put such a focus on him, and I think that showed, and that helped the rest of the defensive line. Uh, We saw some guys who maybe didn't get a ton of playing time last year get in there. Jason Anye was really not making his college debut per se, but his first real reps I thought were overall pretty solid Jalen Sneed got 27 snaps and I thought he played well and he's just an athlete like I think it the learning curve with him into the college game was a little bit steeper than we might have imagined given the fact that he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school but he had to physically mature and also learn how to play you know college level defense as well but it's good to see him getting on the field and making plays out there and yeah I just think that even though we can't take away too much from the scheme and the style of play that the Notre Dame's defense was playing going up against a triple option I thought a lot of guys shine and they were really impressive Jane Mickey also got a ton of snaps they rotated the corners a lot now part of that is because they're not really playing in coverage a whole lot that they had to uh, go out and make tackles but Jane Mickey for a guy who I think he's listed as 180 pounds I'm not 
not entirely sure I believe that he's 180, but it doesn't matter because he does not play afraid at all. He made a big hit in the open field uh, that you could basically hear in the 520 section, which I was in. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool to see him. Good to see him have his swagger back that might have gone away at different points last season, especially after that debut when he gave up that touchdown against Ohio State. But overall, I know that there were some busted coverages. I thought the defensive backs played fine. You know, they're selling out on the run. Navy threw a weird pass. They actually passed it a lot less than I thought. There was a lot of talk about how Grant Chestnut, when he was at Kennesaw State, they were passing the ball a lot more. I mean, they passed it 17 times per game on average compared to Navy's 10 uh, last year. But it really wasn't an option. Um, I think they realized that they were in for a long game early on going up against that Notre Dame defense, and the, the Notre Dame defense was just getting after them every single play, and they completely shut down that triple option attack, and that's not easy. Uh, it might seem easy because of the way that they handled them, but we've seen Navy teams in the past, when they get going, it's really hard to stop, and it really starts when Notre Dame stopping that fullback dive, which they were able to do, and that's usually a good indicator of success when you're playing that triple option. So, Credit to the defense, credit to the offense. Now, I've got a few more thoughts in this game before I get out of here, and that's coming up right after this. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype for the fun you'll have. I recently used game time to buy tickets to attend a Dodgers game, and I got a great deal within an hour of the first pitch. And I had a great time, and you can too, because it is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason— Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can also buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. And you can snag the tickets without the stress uh, with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, as we start to look ahead beyond this game and what it means going forward in the rest of the season, I thought Notre Dame was a legit college football playoff contender going into the game. I picked them to go 11-1 and in my season preview, and all the reasons why were on full display Saturday night. So I don't come out of that game thinking, wow, the ceiling for Notre Dame season has just been elevated. Like, I already thought that, and the reason was because of Sam Hartman. Now, he showed all the reasons why, which is great to see, and like I was saying earlier, when you actually see it in action with him in the blue and gold, it feels more reassuring than everything, but that's kind of how I thought things would go in this game. I thought Notre Dame would blow them out. The only surprising thing to me was just how Notre Dame's defense completely dominated Navy for the entire game. Because, you know, I thought Navy might score a couple touchdowns because sometimes that happens. Even against bad Navy teams, when you actually see them playing the triple option for the first time on Saturday, it's just a different vibe than what you're running against in practice. But clearly, Navy wasn't clicking on all cylinders, but Notre Dame's defense, for the most part, was going up against that triple option, and they were ready to go. So I feel more assured about my belief in this team than before, but it's not anything where I'm like, oh, okay, now we got to look at the season differently. Now Notre Dame is a national championship contender. I'm not going to tell you to you know, pump the brakes or anything like that on what this team could be because I thought they were going to blow them out. They handled the business. They did exactly what I thought they would do on offense, and now we get to see it in action again this Saturday against Tennessee State. It's probably, it's almost certainly going to be another blowout again. But I think we're really going to start to learn a lot about this team against NC State. But when you see Sam Hartman play as well as he did, the way he controlled the offense, the way he controlled what Navy was trying to throw at him, I got to think that those trap games, those games you're like, all right, well, if they play poorly in this game, then things could really go off the rails and lose. I think Sam Hartman is certainly capable of having a bad game from time to time, 
but he is so good and so talented and just so experienced that it, it's really hard for me to believe that a team with much less talent is going to be able to knock Notre Dame off unless Notre Dame just plays an absolutely terrible game. So I, if anything, I feel a little bit better about some of those games against lesser opponents. It's way too early to tell if now Notre Dame is going to beat Ohio State or anything like that just coming off the Navy game. But my last thought on this game is if we have to play Navy every year, Make more games like this in you know in Dublin, even if you have to sacrifice a game in Notre Dame Stadium uh, or go somewhere else because if Navy's willing to do it, if that's an opponent who they're going to be willing to travel around uh, the literally the world to make it happen, then you got to take advantage of it because I really cannot stress enough how much fun this weekend was to be there, to be in Dublin. Dublin is an amazing host city. Really, they put on such a great weekend for everyone who was in attendance. It was so much fun, and now I get to travel around Ireland with my family because of this game, and I also got to spend a bunch of time with uh, some of my college friends who I haven't seen in a long time. We had an absolute blast, and uh, it was just truly... Uh, one of the most memorable weekends I've ever had, and I'm so grateful that I was able to go to this game and that I was even able to see some of the people who listen to the show uh, when I was in Ireland. That was a really cool experience. And, uh, yeah, this was an unbelievable weekend. Credit to everyone at Notre Dame who's able to, uh, who had a part in putting this together because they killed it. It was amazing, not just the game itself, but everything that went on around the game. So, look, if we got to play Navy and they're willing to go somewhere else, Maybe let's go to Rome. I'm ready to go to Italy to watch the Irish. I'm really ready to go anywhere to watch this team play because that weekend was just that much fun. But that's going to do it for this episode. Quick programming note on the way out. Uh, I'm going to be doing some more traveling in Ireland tomorrow, but I fly back to L.A. on Wednesday. Obviously, that's a long flight. It's going to take up my entire day Wednesday. But if everything goes to plan, I'm going to have another episode out on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, You can also subscribe to the show, so that way, as soon as I post a new episode, it's automatically going to populate in your feed. I apologize for not being here every day this week. Uh, Like I said, doing a podcast from Ireland in these hotel rooms is a pretty difficult task. But once I'm back and settled in the States, we're going to be back to regularly scheduled programming, new episode out every weekday, and uh, we're going to be rolling because the season is really just getting started. So I'll see you soon.